0: This week on the Jock and Nerd podcast, we review Josh Boone's The New Mutants movie and season 2 episode 3 of The Mandalorian. Glorific. Plus Wonder Woman 84 is coming to HBO Max this Christmas. Zack Snyder releases a black and white version of his Justice League trailer and a whole bunch more all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, November 19th, 2020.
1: Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd podcast. Why? I don't know. Check. Check one.
2: All right. This is really fans out there.
0: What's up listener, how's it going? Thanks for pressing play and welcome to the jock and nerd podcast where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news reviews and whatever we choose. Breathe. Jock and nerd. My name is Imran.
2: My name's Anthony.
0: He's the jock. He's a nerd. And joining us is uh, a puppet who auditioned for the role of Lockheed for the New Mutants movie and didn't get a callback. Uh, it's Rug Boy, of course. How you doing, Rugs?
1: They said I had to be a dragon, so I wore my Batman wings. Yeah. And you know, I wore some makeup and they didn't they didn't what. They, this is going great. No, They don't like it. They didn't like it, did they? I tried, I tried. I wanted to be I wanted that girl to have her hand in my slack hole. Exactly.
0: Like, you almost had an Anya Taylor's choice hand up your slack hole. Yeah. Would have been quite a story to tell the grand puppets. Yeah. But alas you were beaten out by an actual dragon. Anthony, how are you doing?
2: I'm fine. Yeah. Just chugging along, you know. Chilling. Good. Chilling. Living the dream. I hate when people say that. I know. What does
0: that mean? And I'm always like, I'm dreaming to live. Boom. And anytime Ah. someone
2: says that, you know, like, they're already like a miserable fuck. Yeah,
0: that's not, you're not living anything. What is the dream? Right. And what, this is what you're living? What I'm looking at? This is the dream. I'm eating McDonald's on my front porch. (laughs) I finished the drive through McDonald's before I got home in the car, so nobody catches me with my shame. I'm living the dream, people. That is it? Yes, that's my dream. Uh, I hope you guys are living the dream. Ah. Look, a lot of big news. Let's just dive right in. The Jock Jock and Nerd Nerd Podcast. So yesterday, big news broke regarding Wonder Woman 1984. Warner Brothers finally making a decision what to do with this huge movie that was have been scheduled for December 25th theatrical release.
2: Were we debating
0: this a few yes, weeks ago? We, what talked, was happen? we talked about that. Warner Brothers had two options here, right? Put it out in theaters and a VOD or push it back to next summer. Rugs, you wanted them to push it back. Yeah. Which may have been the more profitable release, but surprisingly, Warner Brothers makes the decision. That's the least profitable and holy shit big historic unprecedented decision to it will still release theatrically in whatever theaters are open on December 25th as well. Stream day and date on HBO Max in the US for one month.
2: Oh, shit. No extra charge. No
0: $30 extra. This will happen on Christmas Day for one month in international markets where there is no HBO Max. It will come out a week earlier so that we don't spoil it for international markets. Uh, This is fucking huge, Anthony. This is one of the things that in the old day what was unthinkable... But we always wondered, why can't these things just come out day and date? Something that was previously unthinkable has as now happened. Now we're here. Crazy.
2: Well, we haven't. I mean, we've seen it somewhat with Netflix, but we haven't seen it to this scale. Nothing
0: on uh, the movie with this Nothing blockbuster this big, level. Yeah. Holy and shit. And Mulan obviously <laughs>
2: came out VOD. Yeah. Or, or um, you had to buy it in addition to Disney, having Disney+. Plus. Yeah, this is crazy. I know that... Uh, I read in the article that I linked from the Ringer that they're only doing this for a month, and then they're going to have like a little dark period. Yeah, that's but then weird. You have to buy it on vi- video on demand, so it's a very, very
0: different model. Different, yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, seems like they're trying to. I think they're they're losing money by not having it out. I yes, think, but I think they're also trying to pump up HBO Max. And, and in the article I read, and I think I even mentioned this when HBO Max came out. HBO Max isn't doing all that great right now. It's doing okay. Yeah, but. They haven't figured out how to market it. No, they and I, haven't. And I yeah. said this and yeah. when it first came out. What defines HBO Max? Yeah. HBO Max is like basically competition. Like They just want to be straight up competition in Netflix.
0: And now Disney Plus, too, if you think about
2: it. Yeah. Well, but Disney Plus has the... What, what Disney Plus has going for it is you know what it is. It's those five brands. I
0: feel like HBO Max is trying to do the in between Disney and Netflix. They have their brands no, and to be their brands. They a little bit of both. And yeah. they also have IP catalog content. Uh, HBO Max also. It's closer also- to
2: Netflix than it is the. You can't necessarily boil it down as well as you can with Disney.
0: It is the most expensive subscription platform out there compared to everything. But they really, wait too. they have an amazing, it, there's a lot of amazing shit oh, yeah. on HBO Max. It's,
2: the it's article amazing. I, I referenced mentions that HBO Max might be the best out of all of them. Content-wise, just, They yes. just don't know how to market it.
0: Rugs, yeah. is are they using Wonder Woman as a sacrificial lamb to kind of say, it's not a fuck you to theaters, but now they're trying to drive subscribers to HBO Max to catch up with Netflix and the Disney Plus. Is that
1: this move? I feel like, I mean, it's an interesting decision that they made by, say, look, we're going to release it, and then the, the same day we're going to put it on the platform, and then people who are going to really want to see it that don't want to go to the theater can they don't have the platform already they can get the platform and that'll get more people on the platform but then i think waiting a month to put it on video on demand is i don't know i feel like that it's that's a little too long i feel like they should have they should put it uh like you know on uh video on demand a little sooner because people are going to be talking about it you want to jump on it when the buzz is hot it's right? a
0: weird model so yeah so it'll be available from december 25th to january 25th on hbo max and then it disappears for a while And then I guess, like you said, a month later, it pops up a VOD
2: while it's still
0: in the theaters.
2: I'm curious, you know, how much I guess the the HBO Max thing the getting the subscribers is cut some of their lot. They're going to definitely losing money by doing this.
0: Well, and a lot of people may just sign up for like the seven week trial and watch fucking Wonder Woman and not
1: sign up. I think that they might do this with uh, if, if this works with Wonder Woman and it gets a bunch of people on board and subscriptions are what you want, right? Because a, a subscription is like, they keep pulling it out of your bank account every month, you know, right?
2: continuous so trend. that.
1: So you're talking about 12 tickets that you would have sold instead of that one to that one movie. Um, if you can get them over there and usually people get it, they don't cancel it right away. They usually maybe take a couple of months if they're going to like, whatever. So getting them onto the platform is probably the, the bigger get, right? So, yeah. uh, and they haven't really, what did they have that was exclusive to HBO Max besides like the series? There's a bunch of movies. HBO. There
0: was like American Pickle and uh, Seth Rogen's movie and a bunch of other movies. No, but I'm
1: saying like if you have HBO on cable,
0: you could no that there are things that are only on HBO Max, like certain yeah. movies and and the other day TV they shows. did
2: a um, Fresh Prince. Oh my, of my god, Larry I reunion. watched
0: it. It was so good. You have to watch it. It's so on good on
2: HBO Max. Yeah,
0: dude, I was gonna save that for what are we watching? Uh, I was crying in tears and and nostalgia and they explained why they had to switch out Aunt Viv in season three and I did not know
2: this shit. Oh, shit. Very good. How would you guys, we're all marketing experts, how (laughs) would you guys market this fucking podcast? What what would you define, it goes back to what I asked when it first came out, what (laughs) is HBO Max? Uh, That's a good question. Because Netflix is just a schmory, like Netflix, you just get everything, right? Like Netflix is like, we have all this content. And D- Disney has is def- boiled down. Hulu was like the TV show thing. Even like Amazon is just like, we have a, we have a shit ton of stuff. We have a shit ton of like shitty movies, mm. whatever. Like Amazon, I think, has like the most movies that are don't even have an IMDb rating.
0: Yeah, they have a lot of weird but independent movies. HBO Max movies. has like
2: great content, but what what so, is, how do you here, market that? Here's the tagline
0: that? from HBO Max. HBO Max, everything you're missing that Disney and Netflix
1: doesn't have. <laughs> well, I Come think, it's, for that. that's your I think it's, it's Disney with tits. That's oh, what that's I would shit. say. Oh, there oh, you shit. go.
0: That's a good one. Disney with balls. I like it.
2: So you because, just yeah, I like with it. With boobies. Yes.
1: Yes. Disney is like uh, you know the Disney app. It's it's a Disney app.
2: Yeah, it you doesn't
1: really it have anything that is going to really challenge you uh, if you're older than like maybe 16 years old. Yeah, you know, it's nothing's going to be really that edgy. So it's like the edgier disney plus it's in fact it's it's got more um kids series but it's got more series just straight up series is to watch you know i mean you have like uh, hbo has like uh years and years of series that are all kinds. Kids series. all They made all, all kind of content. I mean, so they, they have Sesame have Street,
0: which is a huge get. Yeah. Look, the point is, we are going to get a fucking geek Christmas geek boner. on December 25th, because not only this is coming out, Soul is coming out on Disney Plus the same fucking day. Uh, so we, you still have – you retain this Christmas blockbuster that you've traditionally had, but they are going to lose a lot of money. The, this movie cost $200 million to make. The first one made they're like $800 lose, million. Like million. This could have been a billion-dollar movie easily in, in the before times, but they're, they're banking on people signing up to HBO Max. Now, this begs the next question. Is Black Widow next? Oh, you know, Marvel has pushed everything back. To mid next year, they're not, they have so far, aside from the Mulan, they have not gambled. You know, the other interesting thing is the only reason uh Warner Brothers could do this is because of Tenant. Now, Tenant, which was considered a poor reception in the states, the theaters it gained goodwill with the exhibitors with the theaters with Warner Brothers because they still put it out. So, that is the only reason the theaters have agreed to this, which normally they never they never and they can still choose not to show. Uh, Wonder Woman if they don't want to because it's all it's coming out on streaming at the same time but they would remember they boycotted fucking trolls yeah in in the spring Ah. they would never agree to this but everything is now different and changed and everything's upside down
2: yeah I mean everything although there is good news with the vaccine Yeah, yeah yeah no one still knows when people are gonna be comfortable and I think these these theaters that are or these studios that are sitting on these big blockbusters are like we can't delay this stuff forever although what makes the wonder woman sorry just go back yeah, to the yeah, wonder woman yeah, thing yeah. curious is w- i believe warner brothers owns dune
0: yeah that still has the but date they, that's still that, the date
2: that, and that was supposed to come out in december and yeah. but that one they were like no we'll, we'll wait till 2021 december that that's one what i was post thinking post
1: that me. godzilla might come out early because that's also warner brothers
0: hmm yeah, they still have a bunch of things they they can say they're saving for, you know, mid next year and summer next year. But this movie, what they're saving. Why, yeah. And, what and not this one. But yeah, why? I mean, personally, I'm fucking ecstatic we get to watch this movie because I think it'll be. I think it's awesome, man. I, yeah, I mean, for us, it's yeah, great, yeah, right? Yeah, but uh, we'll see. Who gives a fuck about if the studio makes money? Well, it's <laughs> yeah, the studio and the theaters, yeah. We're, we're, uh, the studios is kind of screwing the theaters by doing this, but this is I, I, it's all experimental,
2: unprecedented. I think Black Widow, I don't think Disney will be as kind. I think they'll charge for it.
0: But do you think that will pivot and maybe – okay, so here's why I asked because I just listened to the latest John John Campia podcast, and he said he had a scoop from a source that has been reliable. He said that it's possible Disney's next investor call is on December 10th, and it is possible they may announce something about Black Widow coming out on streaming possibly. Hmm. Now, with this happening, I think this is like a volley – and now the ball is in Disney's court. And eh, Warner Brothers is just like, all right, what are you going to do, Disney? We're putting out Wonder Woman. Uh, your move, if you want to put out Black Widow. But Campia says that they are – because Bob Iger and the new guy, Bob Chapek, they've said we're doubling down on streaming. We want to make streaming their focus. The pandemic has accelerated it. They want it to be just streaming. So I mean, why wouldn't they do this? I I hope they do, and we'll have to wait till December 10th when we may find out numbers about Mulan. And some big announcement seems to be where they make it
1: now. So that's what he Mm. said on his podcast. I was like, oh, shit. It's just weird. I mean, all of these big budget movies that need to open in the theater, like just sitting there. Yeah. And now we're getting, yeah. No one knows exactly when they can come out. And I think everybody's getting nervous. They need something to happen. They need to generate some kind of income. And this is their only way they can generate it is to get more subscribers, right? So that's the only, way they can, only thing they can do. And, you know, Warner Brothers, may,
0: we've talked about they make questionable decisions. We'll see if this is a big fuck-up.
1: That's a big fuck-up right there. Uh,
0: or not, but it's uh, uh, it's something that... Uh, it's, it's huge, like a well, huge ten-pole thing.
2: I don't see it. I mean, you know, who knows what their finances look like. Like, they... they and for it being a fuck up, they already know what their finances are going to look like for yeah. this, or they've already projected what they might lose. Like, the only thing is if they don't get a ton of subscribers, I think this is going to be big for yeah. HBO Max. I think they'll get a ton of subscribers. I think fans will be really happy to just have to pay for the subscription. Everybody be talking this. about it. They don't it. have to pay addi- in addition. Yes. Like, I, think, I, think, I think they're going to get a lot of goodwill from this, especially if Wonder Woman 1984 is a good movie.
1: It's a win-win if you're signing up for HBO Max to see Wonder Woman because they have a ton of shit that you can watch. Yeah. Like, just so much shit on there that, like, you're like, like hey, well, this is actually pretty good. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens.
0: Disney put yeah. out Black Widow on Disney+. Plus. You know do what it. HBO
2: Max needs to do now, though? Yeah. And they still haven't done it. And I'm one of those assholes that still doesn't have it. Oh, yeah. They got to make a deal with Roku and Fire Stick. Hey. They're still not on there. Hold on.
0: Breaking news. I have this on the notes. HBO Max right now available on Amazon Fire TV. Oh, shit. I have two of those TVs. I downloaded it. I installed it. Now I have HBO Max on every TV in my house. It is available on Amazon Fire TV. So they just gotta do celebrate. They don't have a Roku deal yet.
2: That's the problem. Roku. Is Fire TV and Fire Stick same?
0: Yes. Okay. Fire OS. And like the Fire TVs are fucking great. They come in and like it
2: comes in with the OS Fire. Roku, though, is the is the leader in that market of third party. That's like millions,
0: uh, millions of people, tens of millions yeah. of people. And same thing with the Amazon Fire Stick, millions of people they were. But I was so happy earlier this week. Yes, HBO Max cool. on Fire TV. So celebrate, listener! Let us know what you think about all this development. Join the conversation. Join our Facebook group, Jock and Nerd Nation. It is closed, exclusive just for you. It's a lot of fun. We get geeky. Jock and Nerd! Won't you join us? Other HBO Max news. We talked about how they pulled Zack Snyder's Justice League trailer off the internet while they were getting the rights for Hallelujah, the song he used, figured out. Lame. Well, I guess they got that. They paid for the rights to the song. He put out a new trailer with like a few new scenes. But I guess they ran out of money because it's
1: in black and white.
0: Oh, shit. I'm not not sure why because he thinks it's cool. Why is this in black and white, guys?
1: I guess it's just to differentiate it from the other trailer.
0: And did you see any
1: new footage in here? It's like barely. I don't. I don't. I didn't. Nothing really like jarred me. I think everything felt familiar, but I might be wrong. It was like a shot of uh, a Cyborg
0: that was new, and I thought some of the Flash stuff was new. But largely, what you saw before, Anthony Zack Snyder actually said he would prefer releasing uh, the Snyder Cut in black and white. Oh, this shit. would be his preferred way. To, uh, can you explain to me why? What This isn't fucking Logan Zack Snyder. <laughs> this is the most colorful group of superheroes uh, that we have, and you he, want to make a black and white? releasing it
1: in a square format. Yeah, that, that was... And yes, it was 4-3. black three. and white. So now, basically, we're watching a Charlie Chaplin So movie. we're watching
0: an T- old tube TV, black and white. I noticed that. It was in 4-3 also. Why?
1: I don't know. He's going to take out the sound next, and he's going <laughs> to drop it to 12 frames a second. <laughs> he's
0: going to pull a, a Christopher Nolan and make the audio completely unintelligible. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's not it's important a, what they're saying.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, this is one of those things when... Snyder just gets his head up his own ass about things and this is him just unleashed just let let, let, letting him just do whatever he wants i mean that this whole this whole justice league thing has been just a big con the entire time there wasn't ever a Snyder cut that was finished and and now he's just like getting all this money to make add on extra scenes i mean i just saw a picture with was it Joe Mangiello yeah, with Deathstroke? Yeah, Deathstroke again? is a Deathstroke thing. Yeah, it's just like, okay. I mean, good for him. You know, he he, he gained the system and he won. Um, and he gets to remake his movie. But, you know. Wow. He's, 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 he's unhinged right now. He's
0: releasing every, he, he, every he's, day. He gets... There's something he's he sitting on out. the
2: throne right now, screaming, saying, fuck <laughs> you to Warner Brothers, because he gets oh, to do whatever shit. he wants with an unlimited budget. I
0: am the king. So, yeah, he's been putting out a lot of things lately for this fucking four part movie. Interesting article saying that he's envisioned this in like six parts. Uh, apparently, the cut is locked. He's editing it. And he says there's around 150 minutes of unseen footage. So, of course, he's not using anything just weed and shot. So, 150 minutes of footage, largely shit that was left on the cutting room floor, plus he confirmed the new footage that they spent $70 million to finish this movie, which includes post-production and colorization, but also reshooting new footage amounts to, he said, maybe four minutes. What? Now, at first I was like, that's it? But four minutes in movie time, as Balotti pointed out on the Facebook group, it's a long time. Uh, I guess that's good. We're getting some new stuff. Four minutes could be a lot. But so, uh, comment on that. One hundred and fifty minutes—that's all of
1: Godzilla screen time. <laughs> in all the movies together. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, four minutes. No, um, so this is a whole new movie. Yeah, I mean, you're. Yeah, he's adding two hours that we haven't seen, and four minutes, probably more than that. That he's added in to kind of iron out things. I believe, like iron out things that are missing. Blah blah blah. Whatever. I guarantee there's a lot of ADR um, voiceovers put in and changing of lines. It's and be so good a lot of Snyder. stuff is yeah, a lot of stuff is going to be he, he reshaped this whole thing. So let's see what what. It and is. then did
0: you see this picture of Steppenwolf like the with the new? He's got like this pointy
1: weird headdress. It looks cool. Yeah, It's a little busy. Yeah, and it doesn't look really comfortable to wear. Oh like, shit! You, wasn't that itchy? But I do like it. I like it that he's more menacing because yeah. like the the Steppenwolf from. The the verse version was like looked like an unfinished video game character from some like It was not done. Assassin's Creed or something. And it was it just didn't look like like everybody wish to be afraid of this guy. This is like at least looks somewhat menacing, but um yeah, it's a little bit busy. I like that he's huge though. He's got the fucking double horns.
2: It's a better design, but it's also like straight up Snyder like he would be the guy that would recreate a villain and make him look like a nineties comic book character with <laughs> yeah, how busy it's like it looks like a layfield character. Well, yeah, yeah it does. Exactly. Oh, shit. One one of my friends was like, it looks like he just has magnets attached to him and he just yeah. magnetized all the paperclips in the world. <laughs> it
1: does, it or does. like remember like when Michael Bay did Transformers and he made them overly oh, busy? God. Yeah, it's almost yes. reaching into that territory. Like fucking Megatron is fucking vomit worthy. You know those little those desk almost there. Those
0: magnetic desk games that have like the little metal stars and then you like make little things out of them and they all stick together. That's what he is. Yeah. He's just a desk toy. That's (laughs) what happens. Look, where this isn't coming out until mid next year, so expect a lot more of fucking shit from Snyder coming out every week. He probably won't does not want to shut up about it now that, like you said, Anthony, he gets to do whatever he wants and gets a mulligan on his movie. Amazing. Amazing. Here's something uh, that's coming out of DC that may be good. Like, we don't know about the Snyder League, the Justice League, questionable. This kind of looks good. It's a new Batman animated feature called Batman Soul of the Dragon. And it's Batman in the 70s with Bruce Lee. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. You guys watch this trailer? What are your thoughts? This is crazy.
1: Well, it's kind of like uh, they took uh, Bronze Tiger and Richard Dragon and Lady Shiva. Yeah. And then they basically made like uh, – um, like, counterparts that are like bruce lee and uh the guy from enter the dragon i forgot what his name was uh black belt jones that guy um so (laughs) and so it's kind of like enter the dragon meets batman that's crazy and uh there's a little bit of like seven it feels 70s they got 70s hair so uh, I'm into this. I'm into watching this. I know it's not going to be a great Batman movie, but it might be <laughs> a cool like karate or, or kung fu it's film. It's R rated, and yeah,
0: it takes place in the midst of the 70s. It's an Elseworlds story that finds Bruce Wayne training under a master sensei, uh, and you have Michael Michael J. White voicing Bronze Tiger, Kelly Hu as Lady Shiva, uh, Anthony Bruce Lee, and Batman. Come on, this is right up your alley, Come geek Mooner.
2: I have nothing bad to say about <laughs> this. Uh, this uh, looks is what... fun so out there and kind of like different than what we would ever see with Batman. So, I mean, it's, it's such a rip of, off that stuff, but it's clearly trying to be that, Hey, you know what? Go for it. This is what you can do, I guess with animated stuff. Yeah. Why not? I love it. Why the fuck not?
1: It's an else world. world, world,
2: You're not, you're not like, okay,
1: this, you know, it's not canon. It's just like Gotham by Gaslight. It's like, you know, it's not canon. You're like, okay, let me see what Batman would be in this kind of world and it's
0: fun it reminds you of the Batman comics from the 70s you know and those were fun kind of campy there was some martial arts in there sometimes a, a one and done I'm good with it yeah you know R-rated That's though good. I like that it's R-rated yeah. and I like that it's from Bruce Tim, the fucking guy who did Batman Animated uh, Adventures it should be interesting Yeah, a uh, couple of quick headlines regarding uh, the Suicide Squad James Gunn, Suicide Squad his buddy Sylvester Stallone has uh, been added in a mystery role of course, we saw Stallone in James Gunn, Guardian of the Galaxy 2. And now James is probably like, hey, what? Sly, come over here, play this thing over here.
1: You think he's going to be on screen or is he going to be a
0: voice? A bo- yeah, I don't know. Because wasn't he, uh, he was all, he was all, uh, he was covered in crystals, right? Uh, no. no, he was, no, that was the other guy. In Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm getting him. No, confused. he was
1: just in a guy with like weird shoulder. He was St- Stuckar Ogord, the Ravager. Yeah. If he's going to be on screen, then I have no idea who he's going to be. He's yeah. just doing a voice. He could be King Shark. So, that King Shark's oh, that'd be kind stupid. of funny.
0: Uh, they said fans are speculating that he might have signed on to play either Rick Flagg Sr. or the original Wildcat Ted Grant or a voiceover. I don't know.
2: Mm. Did you see the video where he announces that he's in there?
0: Uh, no, it's right here. Uh, is this it? No, I haven't it's seen that. Instagram. What did he say? Oh, it's on Instagram.
2: No, I didn't see that. No, I'm just that. saying what like, he looks like. Yeah. He just... It- <laughs> I mean, he he looks worn.
1: (laughs) Stallone always looks kind of drunk to me. He's seventy five
2: years old. I know, but he he just looks like he has lupus or something. Like there's something (laughs) going on, but he's just old and he has a lot of Botox in his face. He looks. I mean, he's still Stallone, but it's like um, it's like a celebrity death match. Like they made him out of clay. (laughs) His face
0: is permanently in that Stallone kind of (laughs) smirk. He can't. He hasn't
1: looked like Stallone in years, though. Come on.
2: (laughs) He, yeah, he looks like, look... like yeah. I mean, he he looks like Clayface Stallone. Like he's like drooping,
0: and he <laughs> looks like Clayface is playing uh, Sylvester Stallone. Oh, oh, oh my right. god, maybe that's and, what and is Clayface losing like, his
2: powers. Maybe that really is Clayface. Yes, maybe, he's losing maybe it works. Fuck
0: for the character. I'm melting. I must continue acting. Ah oh, man. Oh poor Sly. Come tough, on, man. it's Rocky. Come on. He's, he's iconic. Yeah, he's iconic. Fucking he's still trying to do stuff. He's still like, trying. Gotta, to, he's trying to be relevant with the kids. Yeah, uh, yeah. The other interesting casting news is for Thor: Love and Thunder. Uh, Chris Pratt, Star Lord, will be joining the cast of Thor 4, which wow. that should be fun. Remember, they were both kind of yeah. they were both kind of chunky where we left off. Maybe they'll do like a montage. That's the big joke is they're going to do like a Rocky montage where they have to lose weight. Because oh really? Because remember they're That'd both fat funny. where we left them off were they Thor? Oh, yeah. yeah well thor. chris pratt was just a little like a little, little bit less yeah.
2: chiseled than he's he like,
0: was. he's like uh, everyone thought he was fat he's like why don't you guys tell me <laughs> and then fat thor was still fat thor at the end of fucking endgame right
2: uh, thor yeah. thor love and thunder with chris pratt i mean it makes it makes sense because of where they left off thor in the in the previous in in endgame yeah um, as
1: guardians of the galaxy as
2: guardians yeah, so like i think it'll be fun i mean you still got taiko itt If they let Taika Waititi go crazy again, it'll it'll probably be a fun movie that undercuts a lot of its seriousness again with humor. So if you like that, then it'll be good.
0: Uh, Who knows when that's coming out? 2020-something. Two, three, fuck. It seems like a long ways away. Last thing in the news I want to mention uh, is Universal has made another deal with another theater chain that's unprecedented and may... Further, caused the beginning of the end of theaters, we remember we talked about how they made a deal with AMC theaters to shorten the window, meaning they can play a movie and then 17 days later, they can put it out of Universal can put it out on PBOD. Well, they've made a deal with Cinemark, but it's a little bit different, similar. Uh, in this one, if a movie opens to $50 million or more domestically, Universal has the option to put it on PVOD just 31 days after opening and charge 20 to $30. Usually, that'd be like three months. But if a movie opens under $50, they, they can put it on in 17 days. Oh, shit. On PVOD. And uh, I think the stat is the majority of films make less than $50 million opening weekend domestic, you know, making a hundred million is usually special. But I think this is another sign that theaters uh, may, they're going to have to, I don't know. They may not be around like this. This is this along with, you know, Wonder Woman coming
1: out on HBO Max. I feel like it's presumptuous to keep saying that. I think Theaters are not dead. They're just going to be closed down and maybe go out of business and somebody else in a few years is going to invest we'll a shitload down. of money and, yeah. And, yeah, and make, and make their own, like this AMC may be dead or Regal may be dead or Cinemark may be dead, but, but some other new co- thing, somebody will buy those old yeah. theaters that are just sitting there and put them up again. Yeah. Put a bubble seats. You just put in bubble seats. We'll, we'll see, see, how, yeah, we'll see how all plays
2: them. out. I mean, not so long ago, I, I I know. I know that you know being basically out of business for a year will kill most businesses. So I get yeah. why they might go out. Um, but seeing Endgame in a movie theater was yeah. still like apex movie experience in terms of it like just is. having the crowd around. Like there's still yeah. something to be said for being in a movie theater for a gigantic movie and everyone's just going nuts. Or you know, there's people that like going to the theater and just seeing something on a big screen too. So. I think I think there's still some room for room for this stuff in a post-COVID world.
0: These deals are fluid, so if things come back, you know they can change. And you know it's optional for Universal to do this, but they're working it in. They're kind of future-proofing things. But yeah, it's it's to be seen. I know you can rent out an AMC theater for like a hundred dollars now for like twenty people. Uh, that's that's a pretty good deal. That's how they got make well, That's how they got I mean, New
1: well now yeah now they're closed everywhere. More. It is kind of crazy because. You know, we've been doing this whole review thing for such a long time, and it was kind of like a ritual for me to, like, okay, once a week, go to the theater, and I would right? go by myself, and it would be my thing. That would be, like, my little, you know, thing that I could do.
0: I don't remember the last movie I saw in the theater. I can't remember.
1: I think it was... Uh, what it Was it one we reviewed? I think it was The Dark Phoenix. Ugh, might really? Have been. It probably it was. Been. Shit.
0: Yes, I miss, you know, the experience is great, but if... Uh, that, you know, studios aren't putting out a bunch of big hits. Nobody's going, and nobody can go, and everything and the shit ain't going anywhere. The Rona is getting worse, so I'm curious to see if other studios are going to make similar deals like Universal, which will make it worse for, it'll be a little harder for theaters to do this. But they're getting a the cut of it with this deal. So. Look,
1: they're just trying to figure out anything to for them to recoup some of their costs, and you know whatever. And still, like, it's a compromise. Like, it's not the best situation for everybody. It's crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. All right, good stuff. Let's
0: get to the Mandalorian. Come on, baby. Do the magic hand thing. Hey, first of all, can I tell you, I love that we're back to reviewing, like, episodic television. Holy shit. It's
2: been a long time. We're
0: back where we started. I I didn't realize how much I missed this. And yes, this was the start of the show. This is how this podcast started.
2: Exactly. prompted this show.
0: And this is actually perfect. It's short. You know, it's eight weeks. It's short short run. So we are now up to Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 3, Chapter 11. So many numbers. The Heiress. Here are your spoilers. Before we get started... Does anyone want to get out?
1: But it has to be
0: this one directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, who directed uh, episode four in the first season, and written by John Favreau, Anthony. I love it when a non-Star Wars person explains Star Wars to me. It's one of my favorite things <laughs> to listen to. Why don't you tell us what happens in the Heiress?
2: We're picking up where we left off with yep. the frog people getting uh, him escorting the frog lady and the babies to get fertilized to this planet where the last remaining frog male is. And in the midst of that, um, they help him find some, uh, Mandalorians, but these Mandalorians are a little different. Whoa. They ain't the same kind of Mandalorians. No, he. They not. got a little different code action and they got these names that I recognize from Rugboy talking about clone wars for all yep, these yep. many, many years. So they got some Japanese sounding names or whatever. And, um, there's that, there's that. So a lot of Star Wars fans are probably really excited about that. And they, he's got to hang over. out with these new Mandalorians because they're going to hijack some Empire ship to get some weapons. And this all leads to the dark saber that this lady wants, who's part of this new age Mandalorian shit. So there you go. That's my. That's that's how I would describe. I the love episode. it. I love it. <laughs> and, and I will throw in that there is uh, an actress i um, playing who who's in this named Sasha Banks from the World Wrestling yes, Entertainment. Yes. I don't watch too much WWE, but she's goddamn hot. That's all. I got. <laughs> <laughs> that, that girl is fucking fire. I
0: love I love Star Wars from a layman's point of view is always fucking <laughs> fun. Uh Rugs, this episode 36 minutes long, the shortest yet, but the most shit happens. Game oh boners. my god. Oh, shit. And for you Rugs, the the first time you see Katie Sackhoff as Bo-Katan in live action from the Clone Wars. I think this is the first character that has jumped from animation to live action in Star Wars. They've gone the other way.
1: Well, it's crazy because It's pretty big. It's very rare that the person who does the voice yes. for the cartoon actually embodies yep. that character and is an uh, like, you know, an established actor that, you know, is carried uh, TV show before. Couldn't have worked out better for them. So like, this is like very rare. Yeah. All right. This is like something that you can't just get the guy who plays whatever and just throw them in a costume. And there, there they are. Like you can't get the guy who, who does Batman's voice and dress them up Yo, as Kevin Batman. Conroy they, does
0: not work. Remember they yeah. tried yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. he does not work.
2: Oh is my it, God. That was in uh, the CW. Yeah. The crossover. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> no. What about Taylor Gray? Taylor Gray could show up as Ezra Bridger now. M-
2: maybe. 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 He looks yes, like, maybe.
0: just
1: like the character. I would say that that might happen.
0: What'd you think? What'd you think uh, of the episode overall then?
1: Um, I, I'm psyched. I thought it was fine. I mean, like it's, you know, there was a fucking ship hijacking. Yeah. That was like Star uh, Wars. pretty dramatic. And the, the graphics and all of the effects look great. And, uh, yeah, they, they did a lot of like, uh, uh, deep name dropping and like, uh, like, lore oh shit. yeah a lot they, of mythology they were like they were getting into a lot of that stuff now what i heard from a lot of people was like oh i feel like i don't know what the fuck's going on um i feel like i'm missing out on really? people are talking about
2: things and i feel like i'm laying left
1: out anthony did you feel that way could you follow what was happening
2: i don't think i needed to care that much yeah. to to know what was happening so i mean i knew that i just knew that the names were important but if i hadn't been hanging out with you guys for all these years i'd be like Okay. I guess that's right. I guess that might be something, but I it it still it didn't hinder the, the enjoyment of that individual episode.
1: I wouldn't think so either, but like I've heard people say that. I felt that they weird. wrote it well enough that she explained
0: everything that was happening.
2: Like she explained everything. What's the what's the problem? Well, I don't know if necessarily like so the Katie Sackhoff is Bo Katan? Bo Katan mm-hmm. cries. I d I didn't fully understand like their their whole Mandalorian thing.
0: So apparently, here's the thing. Uh, here's what the mis- conf- confusion is: is they have told us that Mandalorians cannot remove the helmet, but right, rugs. Right. You you've you have seen Mandalorians remove the helmet all the time. Yes, it, all the time. So
1: now we find out why. It's, it's just like when people say this is like when there's the new Star Wars fans don't know shit, and so uh, I'm not trying to insult you. Like they always say, like they, they no, but they're always saying, well, why does every star? Jedi have to be Luke Skywalker related, and then, like that's not They're true. Not. There's a thousand jedis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just don't know about them because you've only seen like two movies. And Mandalorians don't have to keep the helmet up. No, no. Uh, uh, I think that early on, very early on, there was a, a tradition as if you were the Mandalore, which was the leader of the Mandalorian people. Yeah, like kind of like Batman. He was a si- they, they were a symbol, right? So everybody who was Mandalore had to wear the helmet all the time. Like, you lose your identity when you become the Mandalore. So I think that maybe the sect that he is involved with is trying to bring back that old tradition.
2: So the Mandalorian that is, that's is—that's Pedro Pascal, Yeah, he's mm-hmm. an old school Mandalorian. Well,
1: she yeah. explains it, and I love this. She
0: says, you are a child of the Watch, which is what we saw him be rescued by first season. And the watch is a, apparently a terrorist group that broke away from the Reformed Mandalorian society seen in Clone Wars that wants to they're old school. They're orthodox but, Mandos. So
2: these Watch Mandalorians, yeah. they don't know about these blue Mandalorians? I
1: I guess not. No, I think they they oh maybe the maybe he doesn't oh, he doesn't
2: because he's he was Rescued from another planet, right? Yeah. He yeah. And he, in a Mandalorian. yeah.
1: And he didn't even believe her when she told him that. He's like, there's only one Mandalorian. He takes off. Right. You know, I think that when when you start like a, a sect or whatever, you pretty much don't want to clue them in any other ways that there might be. This is the way. Right. This is the way. There's no other way. And so I, I guess. Yeah. They they were an offshoot, a cult or whatever, but they were going off of this thing about the Mandalore being, having the helmet on all the time. And they were, they kind of took that and they perverted it in their own way. Because what happens is the Mandalorians were this, this, this race of people that were like all like warmongering. Mm. Right. And um, at a certain point, they gave that up. They 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 wanted to become diplomatic. They want to get involved with all the other planets and all the other all the other races in this kind of republic. Mm-hmm. And they, they started to actually phase out all of this Mandalorian shit. So they want to go back to before they went pacifist when mm-hmm. they were a warmongering thing. And, and then the helmet was, was one of the symbols of the
2: Mandalore.
0: So was Bo-Katan the, on the throne of Mandalore at one point?
1: She, isn't that
2: what she's trying to do? Yeah, if she she's wants trying to, to get back. She, it
1: made it sound like she's trying to get back to the so throne. So the
2: planet doesn't exist. First off, the Mandalore planet. Ma-
1: Mandalore exists. I think. Uh, I don't know if any about anymore, but it existed for a lot of the things that I've seen in Clone Wars. I, I'm sure that it exists
2: now. It seems like it. Like now, it's. I got the impression it's just like this fractured planet or something. Or he
1: said the planet's cursed. And nobody wants go.
0: it, and but she's like, "Don't don't believe everything you hear." So there's some kind of it sounds like there's some kind of revolution
1: going on. There's like a lot of things. Like there, there, there is this sect of, of Mandalorians called the Death Watch. Yeah, which is now I think that's the same. They just call it the Watch. Where's what is Bobo Fett? Is he an old Mandalorian? He's uh, he's not Mandalorian at all, according to some things. Oh, I think that he just has the armor and tried to pass himself off as a Mandalorian because he's just a mercenary. So people respect him. Yeah, he's just a but
2: oh. Wait, Mandalorians aren't mercenaries? No, they are. Oh, they are. Uh, they are they're,
1: they're bounty hunters. They're bounty hunters. That's fine. That's what they did. Bounty after, hunting. Uh, so basically, when they were this warfaring people that were into, like, fucking war and shit. So when they went pacifist, right, to kind of get into the Republic, all of these warfaring uh, Mandalorians were like, what the fuck do we do? So they all of a sudden, they just like they left and they became the world's most. Uh, like, uh, sought out like you know badasses so bounty hunters right, right, people right. that you wanted to do shit you want to blow shit up you got so you want to fucking take out some Jedi you hire a Mandalorian
2: so they're like special ops that they like got yeah. disbanded and now we're out just doing like the A team yeah. yeah
1: yeah but I mean oh. it's like a planet full of them right. like, like, there's like a you know and so
0: um, and I th- I know even in the Clone Wars like they they were on different sides and then they flipped and he, so he
2: does this show is already validated that Clone Wars is canon right like yeah. this, this episode didn't further validate that it was already known that this clone wars was part of this stuff right well
1: if, I mean look they got Ahsoka Tano they dropped her name in there and she's like one of the main characters of all the clone wars she's like yeah who's she Anakin when well, Anakin got trained by Obi-Wan and then when he got of age where he could actually start training someone Ahsoka Tano was his student
2: by Anakin's so, student yeah. yeah
1: so Anakin before he became Darth Vader for like maybe like a few years trained Ahsoka she was Tano. his padawan yeah and, so she's um, younger
0: than everybody,
1: obviously. Yeah, she's got a close relationship with with Anakin. Was like, like you know, best friends with him. And then all of a sudden, he went to the dark side. And then they, she actually fought Darth Vader, hmm. um, in in, and in the Clone War. So and, and Darth Maul.
2: He, the Mandalorian has to go to the Republic and find a Jedi, right? That's why he has to... And that's... Well, so he, so the, the,
0: the mission is... Now as I understand it...
2: Because the mission was officially to get the Mandalorians to help him. And then the Mandalorians were like, you need to find a Jedi. He's
0: trying to get the Baby Yoda to his kind, which is the Jedi. So he just wants uh-huh. to give it to another Jedi. Bo-Katan has
1: actually met Yoda.
0: Yeah, so she would have recognized Baby Yoda. Oh, yeah. So she, knows, she that knows
1: that there's species. a Jedi tie there. So I think that's why she's like, okay, just go to the only Jedi that I know is, is that's still around that I know is Ahsoka Tano.
2: And how do they know each other? Ah, uh, Tano and Bo-Katan.
1: Because like, she was in the Clone Wars and they, all the stuff that Mandalore, she was like either uh, part of it or peripherally part of it. or She was just in the mix of are, everything. Are they friends? They definitely crossed paths and, okay. and, and spoke, so they, they they knew. No, I got
2: the I got the vibe that Bo Katan like might become evil. Well, wow. I don't know. That was just the vibe. I was like, why does she want this fucking she, Dark well, Saber? Maybe it's finally? her
1: rightful. She it's her rightful thing that she has. And so many people have wrestled the Dark Saber. I mean, Darth Maul had it for a period of time, yeah. and ruled Mandalore with it. And then uh, I think uh, Moff Gideon has. I don't know if he's ruling Mandalore with it. I think that. I don't know what, what the status... I, I don't know what state Mandalore is in right now. I have no <laughs> idea according to this particular time because everything that we've seen about Mandalore has been in the past. I mean, they hinted to so much
0: fucking lore and mythology by adding Bo-Katan and all that shit in this. Like, this is a whole... There's hints There's a, uh, there she might have a spinoff show later, which you could do. She's got a whole fucking story and adventure ahead of her.
2: Wh- wh- remind me again where this takes place in the star Wars at five
0: years after return of the Jedi. So at the end of return of the okay. Jedi, the empire, the darts, the second death star explodes, the empire is now defeated. And this is five years. So bef- between return of the Jedi and the force awakens closer to return hmm. of the Jedi. Cause the force awakens is like 30 years after.
1: Yeah. Jedi. So basically clone wars follows Anakin until he becomes Darth Vader. And then rebels, follows a new group of people after darth vader uh, he's becomes darth vader ahsoka tano is in both so shows? It crosses over across what she in clone wars and rebels she ends up being in clone wars uh she shows up she shows up in rebels whoa so she was in oh, clone wars she. because she was the whoa, padawan whoa. Of, of anakin yeah because clone wars is a story of um you know basically anakin You know, uh, is it right before he become right before Return of the Sith? Right before between the episodes two and three, yes. So that's like, yeah. So before Return of the Sith, I think. And they're called the
0: Night Owls. This is uh, because they had owl uh, drawings on their helmets. Was that the the name of these three? Is that from uh, the show Clone Wars, Night Owls?
1: I don't know. I think that it. uh, I'm 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 not aware of night owls. This doesn't ring a bell right now. I'm, I'm sure it, it means something. I just remember there was House Visla and the and the Death Watch.
2: Are those two characters that's with Bo Katan in Clone Wars? Are those new um, characters? No, that, that
1: so Sasha did. Banks plays
0: Costca Reeves, who I believe is a new character, and the other guy's name is X woves I don't know. Uh, it, they don't, re- I mean, listen, a lot of the Mandalorians just all look the same yeah. to me. All I know is these three were fucking badass. I love how Bo Katan, she's stabbing fucking stormtroopers. They got headshots taking them down. Uh, just badass action scenes storming the ship all around. It was fantastic. I also love the planet of Trask and all the aliens and suddenly the, the show felt a lot bigger uh the the whole world felt bigger and the plot actually moves forward in this episode all stuff i wanted
2: i, I, I liked that planet too i liked the like the, the is new, cool well the like the new um seafaring like coastal boston type Yes, yeah. Area. Did you notice he's wearing Wars. a sweater?
0: The guy's wearing like yeah, a he's wearing like a knit sweater. Yeah, it's totally like a whaler sweater. The fucking Montcalmari. The show continues squirted. to impress yeah.
2: me with just how great it. Also,
0: works. in the beginning, when he fucks up that landing, that that crane—it's a repurposed ad at the bottom, and they repurposed it as yeah. a crane. I was like, that was oh, great. That's, that's a great detail.
1: They totally like uh, subverted your expectations of that landing. And, yeah, it was like, so just great. It's it like, it I got it, right, just the, falls the only in.
2: minor criticism I have. Yeah. And it's not really all that much of a criticism if you understand the tone of the show. Is it? It is always the Mandalorian has to find has yes. has a mission. Yes, but yes. he gets caught. He has to find a person, but the person that he finds, they will only help if him he if they go thing. on a side yes. mission. Yes, yes. so the, it's always that. This is
0: three side missions in a row. Okay, It's like
2: I'll give you this info, but you, you got to do this. I and he's always like. Okay, yeah, I'll it's, do it.
0: It's always the thing. I got to do a thing to get the other thing to get the other thing. I got to do a thing to
2: get a thing to, to get talk to the thing. other thing.
0: It's very video gamey, and I will agree, Anthony. I was like, fucking, this is three in a row you're doing. But this one was super uh, substantial in terms of I guess, the, yeah. all the shit they gave you.
2: I'm, I'm excited for Star Wars now, fans that got excited for this.
1: I have a question. Yeah, Do we... See, it's Ahsoka Tano next episode. No, absolutely not. There's no fucking I don't way. They, I don't
2: even know what that means.
0: Because <laughs> this is what they do. They they tease Boba Fett in the first episode. Never got back to him. They tease the name Ahsoka Tano, and they've been picking up where the shows end lately. But they're not going to show us Ahsoka Tano next week. I think it's going to go back to showing us what Boba Fett's been up to because they they haven't they've left that two episodes ago. But they never, they're never going to, sh- it's never going to be the next episode, Ruggs. They, this is, I got onto their game. I'm onto their fucking game. He's got to go to the, so where, s-
2: he, where's he going? He's what got to go to the city to... of
0: Kaladin on the forest planet of Corvus. There. you know
2: about that planet?
0: I, Corvus is a planet, right, Ruggs?
2: Corvus yeah.
1: Clave? Corvi- Corvus Claven? Claven? <laughs> now, Sabine, it was the last person I saw with Ahsoka in, in Rebels. In Rebels. So Sabine, who is also Mandalorian, might be there. So we might get a two first
2: So you're saying the Star Wars fans were not excited about this episode? No, what were I you think- hinting at that, like they were, or, or people were saying, or were you saying regular fans were not excited because this was too over their head? I forgot what you said. I
1: think if people watched all the shows, it, it amps up the excitement because you're like, oh shit, I'm gonna finally see this character brought to life on screen. Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: All
1: right, so that's like, I mean, that causes a lot of excitement when you have a character. That you kind of know and you're waiting to see how they actually deal with the character. Like we we're talking about Boba Fett. Oh, what the fuck is it? Oh, Boba Fett, blah, blah, blah. Everybody knows Boba Fett. So uh, it creates excitement. But when I think the excitement drops down, if it's just a random name drop, you don't know what the fuck it is. And you're like, okay, I guess I'm on for a ride. Let's see what happens. So you're, you're, you're kind of still like into it. But you're like, you're just the that added excitement isn't there. How, because-
2: here, oh, here's another layman question ahsoka tan i guess boba fett is part of the star wars universe in terms of like the main films yeah ahsoka tan is in the cartoons yep but like does this open up for them to like you get to see more characters from the main trilogy i think so pop in and if and if that's oh. the case do you guys want that or do you want this to be like more on the side
1: i think that look i think that um there's some tried and true characters that people gravitate towards that they created that are actually really cool and um, Ahsoka Tano is one of them. I mean, we were, we were talking about how shitty Ray is right as a Jedi and how like, un, like, you know, one dimensional and Mary Sue she is. And here you have a character that was trained by Anakin, like undoubtedly one of the most powerful Jedis of all time, went through all of the different things, made ton of mistakes, had all kinds of drama and whatever. And so she's been through all of this stuff and, we don't get to see her in the movies, but we get like lame characters like Ray, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, at least this way you can, you can sidestep all of this stuff. Like, Oh, this is a Mary. You can have, just have a powerful Jedi, but that, that has all of this backstory. It's smart. there. I think it's I got smart. another
2: nerdy question. Oh my God. Wow, oh my shit. God. You
1: have so many Star Wars questions.
2: This is fantastic. Can a Mandalorian defeat a Jedi? <sighs>
1: yes, of course. Uh, um, it's happened. They were the premier Jedi hunters. Oh shit! Oh, shit. Wow. That, oh, a lot shit. of the stuff that they have, all of a lot of their weapon, read like their jet packs and the flamethrowers, or all that. All, a lot of these things are were made to like fuck up Jedi. Lightsaber
0: beats Beskar metal,
2: that, though. That would does be it? cool to see a Mandalorian versus a Jedi. Cannot can I- see them like encounter each other, and, and Ahsoka Tan doesn't know who he is, so they fight. to Yo, survive might well, see
1: that. Well, in a uh, Clone War, in the Clone Wars movie. Um, you know, Jango Fett and Obi Wan go at it, and you can see that. And you can always look look up that fight, and it's pretty, it's pretty good. But I mean, th- we're There's talking about no, it's not this. No, <laughs> no, it's not a cartoon. It's it's the one with um with you and McGregor. Oh, it's oh, that's the right, first right, right, episode. Right. Yeah. or the second yeah. one? Not, what is it called? Is that called Clone Wars? Attack of the Clones. Attack, of the Attack of the
2: Oh, they do fight. Oh, okay, yeah. I'd but I mean,
1: but I think now that they've actually like really. Have been more successful with it. I think it's going to be even more badass. So
0: I think it's smart to pull these I, characters that fans have been waiting for live action. My
2: questions pop up because I just recognize the names, and I'm like, okay, now I recognize what the fuck he was talking yeah, about yeah. so long ago when I was like, blah blah blah. blah.
0: <laughs> I also I love the music this episode. They almost it was almost like fucking Nine Inch Nails did the soundtrack when they were taking that ship down. It was like this awesome electronic industrial yeah fucking music. It was dope, and then you got to see Moff Gideon for the first time as a hologram, and he says, "Long live the Empire." Which is a fun little Easter egg.
1: Um,
0: and Baby Yoda does behave himself. He wanted to eat the eggs, but now they're fertilized. I
1: mean, Yoda is so mad about he that.
0: Can't, but he wanted to take the little tadpole home as a pet. Probably eat him later. Although there was a lot of people slurping tentacles this episode. Did you notice that? Everyone you cut back to and they're slurping fucking... <laughs> yeah, that soup. Yeah, yeah, the tentacles.
2: Yeah. The chowder.
0: Uh, that was like an aliens thing where... I didn't understand Baby Yoda handled all these other the spiders and all the shit. And he couldn't take a face hugger. Come on, Baby Yoda. <laughs> you could have ate that fucking, and he does. Uh, the captain of the ship rugs, that was uh, the dude from Lost, the man in black, Titus Welliver, who's like in everything. I was like, I recognize so that guy. That's
2: another cameo from yeah. a somewhat famous person. Yeah,
0: that guy's in everything. And then I love the phrase, Dank ferric. Nobody knows what it means, but
1: I think, well, Jess Rivera posted something that said it mean, it's like, damn it, or like, fuck. Or it's a- somebody said, um, I don't remember who said this. It was, me. it could have been, it could have been a lot of people, a lot of these YouTube reviewers, because I, I, tend to watch a lot yeah. of them. But one of the greatest comments was, "What if when that monster ate Baby Yoda, that like, like, oh, was well. just the, <laughs> that was just the end <laughs> of the series?" <laughs> like, oh well, I'm gonna go home now. Oh,
2: <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> that would have been great. Well, and he's, he's just like, boy, he's just like, oops. Well, fuck. fuck. I didn't even deliver this guy, and everyone's after me. Shit, like, I need I, a new
0: job. Anybody got work around here? And, and, just he, and he just starts working for the aliens. he just takes
2: his helmet off and shoots himself <laughs> <around>. <laughs> Oh, shit.
0: <laughs> the and, mama core There's just
2: brain matter, like where the soup should have been.
0: Oh, uh, boy. Just blood. <laughs> <laughs> super that's dark. A dark version of The Mandalorian. That's how it ends. He, sure, never, it's de- it's he never delivers the baby. It's like, <laughs> but like he says the most exciting thing at the end. He goes, I finally know where I'm supposed to go. Oh, I was shit. like, A fucking, thank God. It's only been three episodes. Great. Let's get there. Oh, that ship was so rickety. Yeah, it was so, he's like, I'm paying you for this. So was all fucked up. Uh, so bad. It's like, the, uh, but the yeah, hate. then she mentions she's trying to get the dark saber and she knows Moff Gideon has it. And the guy kills himself, which is fucking, that was crazy. Uh, and they take off to get to Moff Gideon I guess I'm sure we'll see them again
1: maybe I don't know I think we might see Ben Obi-Wan too Oh what Oh oh, oh. <laughs> no, can't he's dead he's dead no oh. he's dead he's dead he's long dead he's dead is in he? this one
2: Obi-Wan yeah he'd be dead right But you could he's he could force dead. ghost stuff yeah. maybe Well
1: how are you going
0: to bring Would,
2: Alec Guinness back What about the is uh is Samuel L. Jackson's character dead
0: Mace Windu is also <laughs> is he dead
2: All the Jedis are dead dead from those movies. Everybody's dead. I keep
1: forgetting that this is Everybody's dead. Yes. This is after Return of the Jedi.
2: Maybe we'll see uh, (laughs) Chewbacca.
0: No, I don't think so.
2: No. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just throwing names. Um, Jar Jar Binks?
1: But no, please no. Chewbacca's still around. Chewbacca is around. He's definitely around. But, uh, he's in the next one. He's in the, the 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 what do you call it? The Force Awakens.
0: Yeah, he's in the new trilogy.
1: Anybody who's in the Force Awakens can be can, fair game. Could be in this. It's fair game. You can see Felicity, what's her
0: name? Felicity, who played Felicity as Corey, the girl with the helmet from she the could, last movie. She could appear. <laughs> she looked cool. Uh, let's rate this uh, episode. Anthony, what would you give this one?
2: I'll give it another seven point five.
1: All right, rugs. You got Mandalorians. You got Boba. It 10, has everything. You got. You got name drops, you got a Tano yeah, name drop, yeah. you got lots of new alien shit, uh, different looking planet this time, uh, crashing ship into the water, fun shit like that, so I'm going to give it a full on 8.
0: Oh shit, I'm giving it an 8.5, I really enjoyed it, and you're right, wow. you got the Mon Calamari, you got the alien goes. it's a trap! Uh, you got the fucking, uh, the Quarren, <laughs> the squid face. I remember having a toy of those squid face people. Uh, it had everything. They were
2: cool. They looked great. Yeah, those are great.
0: The effects look great. The action is great. The t- and in 36 minutes, they shoved all this in. It was quite remarkable. I really, I really love this episode. Good job, Mandalorian. Very
1: good boy.
0: Let's, uh, we'll take a break. But before we do, I wanted to let you know that, uh, if you need a mask to cover your face hole, we got them for you. Visit our T public shop, jockey Jagu-Nerd. nerd.com slash shop. There is a sale for a cyber week, November 24th and 25th, up to 35% off everything. Uh, $13 t shirts. Go buy some gifts for yourself. You deserve it, listener. Buy some jock and nerd swag. And uh, we're going to take a quick break here for some promos and come back with some old, new, old, new mutants. Right after this.
2: After these messages, we'll be right
0: back. Do you like Florida Man? Do you like crazy shit? Do you like titties
1: and strip clubs? Why are you laughing?
2: Because I do, you know I do <laughs> This is the show for you We're the Hashtag No Offense Show I'm the uh, Duchess That's the Duchess. That's my lovely wife, my name is Chris And we talk about all that stuff In addition to our daily lives As parents, what we're watching on TV mm-hmm. Current events
1: Anything that we could try to talk about To make you laugh Look for us on the web at htknots.com All the socials at HTNOS, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform.
0: We're available everywhere. I'm Imran. And I'm Sophia. I'm the brother. And I'm the sister. And we are watching
1: a show about cousins.
0: We're your hosts for Dance of Joy, a perfect Strangers rewatch podcast.
2: We grew up watching the 80s hit sitcom, and now we'd like you to join us every week as we rediscover our love for our favorite TV cousins, Balky and Larry.
0: You can find our show at danceofjoypod.com and on all major podcast platforms. Now we are so happy, Sophia, we do the dance of joy. Imran, this is a podcast. They can't see us.
1: Oh, bo oh, oh. and Enter.
0: Listener, if you've been enjoying the show, uh, there's one thing you can do to help us out and help yourself. join the Tell a friend. Tell a friend. No, that's not the end of the show. We'll peep oh, you next fuck. time. Uh, join our fan club. Visit jockinnerd.com ah. slash Patreon. Nerd. And it's a way to support the show uh, on a continuing basis. And we want to thank all our continued supporters we've had for like three or four years now. You guys are great. There's been a couple of changes, though, this week. To the Patreon. Oh, shit. Uh, a couple of big changes. First of all, they enabled annual uh, submissions, subscriptions. So, you, if you don't want to do it on a month by month basis, you can now change it to an annual subscription. You can pledge annually, and when you do, listener, you will be getting one month free. Oh, shit. So, there's a little bit of discount when you uh, sign up annually. The other change is I did something, you guys, I've been wanting to do for a while. We have retired the $1 a month tier. Oh, shit. But don't worry. If you are on that tier, listener, you're still going to get all the same benefits. You'll still get access to everything. You've been grandfathered. You're grandfathered in Geek owner. But starting now, moving forward, all the benefits, the extra content, the swag, the shoutouts, all that's going to start at the $3 a month tier. Here's why. Because after Patreon takes their cut of your $1 pledge, we actually get more of your money at $3 a month than at $1. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's, a, it's a little weird and there's fees and all this stuff, but it works out better this way because we know you'd rather give us more money than Patreon. So all you got to do, sign up for $3. It's the nice sweet spot to start or more. You can always go more. Of course, we have things for every tier. So existing uh, patrons at $1, you don't have to do anything if you don't want to. Everything continues just as you've been enjoying it. But, you know, maybe consider i we'd like to encourage you to go up to the $3 tier and then do the annual subscription and you get a month free and everything, boom, boom, one payment a year. Uh, Everything works out. So $3 a month now gets you bonus content, gets you access to an exclusive RSS feed that has the shows that come out early and all of the bonus movie reviews and post-show content. What is that a year? $33? bucks. It would be $33, yes. Right. I think it's even less with the discount. No, I think 36 would be 36. So it would be 33 You get one month yeah. off, yes. Oh, shit. You, it would be 33 for a year with uh, the discount annual submission. So these are all options. Check it out. Sign up. Uh, new bonus content this week. I did. Well, we just reviewed Mando 3, but... If you were signed up to the Patreon, you had already heard my instant reaction commentary recap of the episode. And I'm going to continue to do these. Mm-hmm. They're a lot of fun.
2: So, Jock and There's N- also a Jock Talk, right?
0: Oh, yes. There's a Jock Talk. I forgot. Jock and Nerd. Me, and Their
2: bottom young, is, is very weak. There you go. Me and young Chaziel Hubbard. Chaziel is
0: very young and yes. has a strong bottom. He was talking about somebody else's bottom. Yes. That's what I heard, anyways. Yes. So, Jock Talk, Sports Show, Mando episode recaps every week on our Patreon, jockanderd.com. Chazington. Chazington slash Patreon. Jockanderd. Corona binge reports. Corona binge reports. There's hours and hours of bonus stuff on there. There's a lot of stuff. Like, if you sign up right now, I think you get access to around 500 exclusive posts. Wow. If you sign up for our Patreon. So, just. It's
1: like hours and hours yes. and hours.
0: A lot of fun bonus content. Check it out. All right, let's get to this week's review. It is the new mutants, and I use the term "new" very loosely from 2020. Here's your spoiler alert.
1: Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time.
0: Wow, we finally get the the new old mutants. Uh, this movie has a infamous storied history. I'll break down some of it before this is. You guys, the end of Fox's X Men. Era of movies. Oh shit. The 13th and final installment of X-Men movies from Fox. Here's the rundown of the curse this movie's already been through. This movie was filmed in 2017, three years ago, with an original April 2018 release date. We reviewed the first trailer on the show back in October 2017. Wow. <laughs> then the Holy movie, shit. Yes, then they <laughs> It's almost
1: 2021. Yes,
0: almost three years ago. Uh, then There was talks of reshoots, and uh, to avoid Deadpool 2, they moved the movie back to February 2019. Then, uh, to avoid Dark Phoenix, they moved the movie back to August 2019. Then, Disney bought Fox. Oh, shit. Then, rumors that the studio wanted to reshoot, like, half the fucking movie. I think the rumors were... Even before, before that. that. Yes, it was yeah. around that time. The timeline gets muddy. So many things happened. If you go back...
2: But then, but then they got screwed with because Disney bought it. The, okay. they didn't want to reinvest so it. So
0: then, yes. Okay, so maybe that happened first. First, they didn't think it was scary enough. They were going to reshoot the thing. Disney buys it. They're like, we don't know what to do with this. They shelve it. They give it a a, a release date of April 2020. And then the oh, pandemic it. hits and they remove it from their schedule entirely. <laughs> only to announce they're they're releasing it in the theaters in August 2020 which it did come out in august and finally came out on VOD and what is the result of all these efforts well, uh, so It also
2: came in theaters right did you it was in theaters
0: yes this yeah. august actually came out we have some box office numbers so after all that here's the result uh, on rotten tomatoes it is sitting at 33% <laughs> with a 4.7 out of 10 Average rating. The budget on this movie estimated to be sixty seven to eighty million dollars. Well, it came out in the theaters August twenty eighth. Makes worldwide forty five million dollars. That's strike two. Uh, this movie's directed by Josh Boone, written by Josh Boone and Nate Lee, and starring a bunch of people you know and love from television shows. Yes. So it's like all your favorite TV show stars got together and made a movie. Uh, you have Maisie Williams, Arya Stark playing Rain Sinclair. You got Anya Taylor-Joy. Just saw her in The Queen's Gambit. Amazing show. Playing Ileana Rasputin magic. Charlie Heaton from Stranger Things playing Sam three Guthrie uh, Cannonball. Alice Braga as Dr. Reyes. Blue Hunt as Danny Moonstar. Henry Zaga as Roberto da Costa uh, Sunspot. And uh, that's your main ensemble of people here, Anthony. Yeah. What happens in this movie? How how new are these mutants really? <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's some new ones for sure. There's new ones, but they're old new ones by now. We seen, I guess. Um, this is about these young teenage mutants, young whippersnappers, um, that are thrown into a mysterious uh, facility because they all have powers are all growing through puberty and they all Pubes. have done terrible things with their powers as they've gone through puberty and uh they're trying to figure out why they're there and what's going on and it's got a horror tinge to it so yeah that's it and
0: well after all this waiting and talking and uh anticipation
2: what did you think
0: me yeah Of let's just start with you
2: you know you might be surprised i didn't find i thought it was okay Whoa. i thought it was oh, fine okay. yeah i didn't think it was terrible yeah i didn't think it was great on paper the concept is kind of cool yeah it's different than any other superhero movie you'll see especially with all the mcu stuff and what they were going for it what seems like is like a breakfast club meets nightmare on elm street <laughs> with good. x-men that's pretty good i like so, that so pretty cool Yeah. like for instance uh iliana rasputin she's bender
0: Oh yeah, she is Bender. She's like she's the asshole uh, older dude.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah, she's like she's she's the bully. Oh and my god! Like, yeah, uh, Blue Daniel D- Moonstar is like the innocent girl. She's
0: Claire, and like yeah. Rain is like uh, Ali Sheedy's character a little bit. Right.
2: So they're all you know oh they're god. all kind of wow. Breakfast Club <laughs> ripoffs. Yeah, it's
0: true. Um, then there's the jock, and then there's like the the Southern quiet. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, there's you know. a,
2: it's an amalgamation of yeah. all those characters. But um, that's pretty good. It, the, the horror stuff like for me the there's actually like a better movie there and like some of the horror stuff is, is kind of interesting and the and the teen stuff is kind of interesting the problem is, is they just didn't coalesce it into all that interesting of a movie overall yeah for me yeah so it's just okay uh, the editing at times is a little strange and kind of bad um, there's some scenes that are edited together that like for instance the first scene they're running from the town and then they cut the next scene that dad and Moonstar are in a forest. Yeah. They
0: just somewhere, I thought the forest is uh, next to the trailer
2: park, but overall, I mean, it's okay. It's just, it, the, the, the concept is good. It's just the execution of what's on screen. Um, then it isn't all that interesting after, um, you kind of figure out what's going on.
0: Ruggs, I was re-listening to our, our Brightburn review, and it reminded me that I was like, you know, that was the first instance somebody tried to make, like, a comic book horror movie. And I was like, why haven't more people done this? Did they achieve this? Because that's what they were trying to do, which is cool. But did they nail it? What did you think?
1: Not really. because, <laughs> okay. um, I mean, there was. They tried. But I feel like that... It really was um it didn't kick in till like almost the end of the movie. Yes. And uh there could have been more of that. So like let me just uh go over the the main my main gripe with this okay. film. And it, it's something that should have been so easy but they picked this location all right, this, this whatever asylum or hospital or whatever. It and is. they have this one woman running this entire hospital and, nobody, and like, nobody thinks that this is bad. <laughs> nobody is like, hey, this is fucking stupid. Like, and what are they doing that whole time? There's no like, other patients are, just, either. I thought that was weird. There is. I mean, <sighs> there's just so stupid. And like, it doesn't seem like I automatically was like, this is not they're just locked in a cabin somewhere, basically. Yeah. And I'm like this. This is ridiculous, and I, I'm not buying it. So, like, I was not buying it from the first minute that they were in that thing with that one woman
2: and in a, in a giant facility, just one woman yeah. and five characters. Five well, it wasn't page, even yeah.
1: giant. It was like seemed like they were in this like one little tiny place, and like it was like four different four different locations in that place, and they were just like doors that would open when she would say, and that was it. Like you have strong ass mutants that could do anything. Magic can teleport wherever she wants. She can't teleport out of there. That's what like I, of the- that was
0: my first question. I was like, why don't you just teleport outside the bubble? Yeah, what are you so like,
1: It's it just like it, that. Just that concept alone was like, I immediately was like, somebody fucking didn't know what they were doing when they were writing this. Yeah. And they didn't think far ahead. Like, all you need to make this movie work is have Danny Moonstar come into the picture, not knowing what her powers are. And then them all find out that she's fucking with them with with their dreams and shit. And then you have the movie. You don't need like all this other stuff that's there. Like that's not you know because the bad guy ends up not being an issue, right? There is, there is no bad There really guy. is
0: no, if it's her, but it's the doctor, but it's, not really. It's, but yeah. it's also Yeah, Danny. So,
1: I mean, so not a lot really. of this stuff, there's no payoff to it. There's no anything. There's no stakes, like, really. They didn't, de- they didn't develop, like, the sinister corporation that was doing this. You have no idea what their intentions were. Or, or, I mean, you do, but, like, it's a one scene for, like, two seconds, and then that's it. It's not enough. Like, it was just, like, they spent so much time trying to get you to care about these characters and like in the, in that breakfast club way. Yeah. And if you don't, if, if you're not like on board with that and that is enough for you, um, then and you start looking at other stuff. And I'm like, wow. um They really missed opportunities to make, because like they had an interesting thing happening. I did like the fact that they took this story that was in new mutants where it was like the bear saga, right? Yeah, the, the demon they bear had, saga like, is from the exact comic exact book. This exact thing happening. Yep, yep. And it was just done in the comics 10 times better. Yeah. so um i mean they you know the it was competent like the cast is they're they're not bad i liked when
0: they actually showed their powers like ma- yeah. magic was Anya kind Taylor of badass Joy is
2: probably the best yeah of
0: it them. was
1: i got a huge geek boner geek
0: seeing magic like portal in and out and fight this but fucking they, they, giant they made bear.
1: unnecessary changes to them too yeah like all, all these like they made these like changes that were not that were not um necessary necessary
2: yeah. they, they poorly defined what magic's like what her powers even were. Yeah.
0: If you didn't read the comics, you wouldn't know. And they changed
2: a couple of things. We'll get into that. So
0: overall, I like, I kind of agree with you, Anthony. It was just okay. I found the movie competent, but like extremely mediocre and generic. And for the majority of it, like up until the end, I was really bored. And it's just, it turns into kind of a forgettable fucking limp thing.
2: I, I would say like the horror aspects are like the big standout. Could use more. I really liked the horror stuff. The problem with the horror stuff is, so, once you kind of figure out right away, you figure out right away that it's Danny that's causing all this, right? Right. So you—that's you, a big point in this film, in like that's a big key point in the film, in that that's the mystery, right? Like what's causing these the, all these characters to see their worst nightmares? But it's clearly very obvious from the start that it's Danny. Causing everybody, that. it takes them forever so, to get there. But it takes forever for the film yeah. to acknowledge for that, Danny, yes. for, for everyone else to find that out. But you know that. So that automatically takes away the tension of what is causing right. all of this. Yeah, that's a good I think point. <laughs> they, they, if they could have somehow not telegraphed the fact that she's the one causing all this, yeah. I think there's a lot more tension and a lot more scares. But the fact that we can all figure out what it is ruins the reveal. So you don't know. You don't. The reveal is nothing and all that fear that you have of not knowing what's causing this you know what it is so that's, that's what point. i think that's that's kind of point. ruins the film I, you
0: know i wish there was more like i was intrigued with the smiley face creatures i didn't know what the fuck that was going on there uh and it could have used some more horror aspects remember there was a scene in the trailer where like the hands are pushing through the wall and faces and i wasn't in the fucking oh, movie a lot going on yeah
1: why well, was yeah there, there a was movie. stuff that was that not in the movie that was in the trailers i remember that I also didn't like that they kind of did it piecemeal, like I like they had like one at a time, and I think they're trying to create a red herring, yeah, like to, some of them blame it on, but like I don't know, they didn't really like they could have done it better. It was just done kind of very eh. clunky. And I feel like it was such a they had they had a good movie, yes, yeah. It was just it was, they were it was right in their grasp, but they just made. And I don't know if this is the director that's dumb or the producers that are dumb that thought that this would be a good idea. But so I, don't know.
2: I read some things, because I did a little research, and I read, like, they did the initial screening, and everyone liked the horror stuff. So they were like, boost up the horror what's that ass, That's what's going to get people to really enjoy this film, because Fox has been doing this thing with X-Men where they're making, like, Logan, which is, like, kind of a genre piece, yeah, and they make, yeah. like... Um, you know, all their other uh, Deadpool is its own little thing, even though it's a superhero thing. So, like, make this the horror X Men movie. But then I think what happened is when Disney bought it, bought a Fox. You know, they looked at the film and went, we this doesn't to do. fit our fucking brand at all. Like we, we don't, we don't, we don't want to do anything with <laughs> yeah. horror. We don't give a fuck. There's all these reshoots ordered. We're not investing in this. <laughs> Plus, we want to do our own thing with X Men because I read there was supposed to be some uh, like cutscene at the end where you got to see." Uh, Mr. Sinister, they didn't want to and you do any sort of ties for that. So what I think happened is Disney was like, we're not reinvesting in this. We want everyone to forget about this. Oh, shit, COVID happened. So we're not going to invest anything in this. We're going to put it together. We want basically everyone to forget about it. So that's what they did. They put it out in like the worst time. They wanted to kill it. They're like, we're trying to, to, exactly, to kill this franchise. Kill it. Yeah. They just wanted to kill it. And that's what we saw on screen is a movie that had like some... Some potential to be actually pretty good, but in a studio that bought it and didn't give a fuck about it and didn't invest in it.
0: So uh, my question is: Do you think reshoots were ever done at all? Apparently, then what ended up because Josh Boone originally planned this as a trilogy, three different I horror they movies. They cut
1: stuff out. I don't they, think cut, they, they definitely shot cut it. stuff and, out.
0: And, and then he comes out. The last thing he said was, "Oh, the movie is exactly how I intended." We didn't. I don't know. So yeah, it looks like stuff is missing. There is choppy editing. It's only ninety minutes, but man, it dragged in a lot of parts. It seemed longer. And the other thing that bugged me were the questionable accents from everyone. Uh, the, so Anya Taylor joy is amazing in Queens gambit. And like her accent is a little rough. I thought no, ma- she's yet. Yeah,
1: she's not the best. No,
0: Maisie one. Williams accent was probably the best. And even Sam Guthrie doing that Southern accent sounded so forced. And just, I don't know. I think he's British. I don't know. It didn't you sound know right.
2: the other thing that kind of sick, maybe not. I guess it's not a sick thought, but, uh, <laughs> These characters are all supposed to be teenagers, and they look kind of like teenagers. Yeah, but then I looked up how old they were. Yeah, and they're all four like years in their twenties. Well, four years but, ago, how old were they? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, they were all they're all still in their twenties. Yeah, but I was like, man, Blue Hunt and Anya Taylor Joy are hot. Anya Taylor but Joy, but I'm going, I, but they're playing sixteen year olds. Does no. this make me a, a creep. no? Because
0: they're of age. Listen, in Queens Gambit, Anya Taylor Joy, she reminds me of a young like Scarlett Johansson. She is so gorgeous in that show. Uh so it's a, so it's kind of funny how she just I mean the dialogue she's got cheesy dialogue like that line it's it's cool but it's so cheesy where she's like "Don't it's magic" and then she looks back and goes "So am
1: I." But it's not magic and neither is she. She's not magic. No, the bear simulate magic. The bear was magic. magic. Yeah. Bear was magic. The,
2: the, that was a weird thing too. I couldn't figure out so she's projecting these dreams. Right. And then I was like how are they are they they're real, the, though. So the bear is there. Yeah, it's real it's thing. It's real. Yeah. So That's a tangible thing that they're... I she was got branded like, by the... That?
0: Yeah, Maisie Williams got branded by the priest, and, like, that shit is... It was real. I, it's And also, why well, was Lockheed a fucking hand puppet, and then he was fucking real?
2: And then he's a hand they puppet? Did, they were just trying to display how... How nuts she became because of yeah. her, her her past so that she like, has a Lockheed's an
1: actual dragon. But so <laughs> like, was that not a, sock, he, but... <laughs> a real dragon
0: fighting the demon bear? It looked fucking cool. The effects like, look good. The whole
1: thing was like that she created limbo. That's not true. That, yeah, right. Right. In, in the comics, limbo was just a place. Yes,
0: that they go to. And that's where she learns yes. her fucking skills.
1: Yeah, that's where she becomes powerful.
0: You know, ultimately, it's it's it doesn't matter because we're never going to see these fucking characters again
2: it it doesn't matter and it's kind of sad because that's the kind of tone that was with this film. You like, get, none, that's of this ma- none of this
0: matters. It's, it, we're done. I would love to see Annie Taylor-Joy again as magic. I thought she did a good magic and the armoring up looked cool and if they, like, fleshed it out better. Like, she looks like fucking magic from the comic book. Yeah, she's Colossus. Yes, she is uh, a Rasputin. So, a couple other right. Easter eggs. Like,
2: uh, oh, well, yeah. one more thing. Yeah. The ending is really fucking lame.
0: The ending? It doesn't even, like, there's she, no... She.
2: She's just like... <laughs> I'm not afraid of you. I'm not you afraid, to, and then
1: they just leave, and then like and just, oh, we can leave so that.
2: And the bear disappears. The bear disappears, like, oh, and they they like okay. You just had to like say nope. I'm not afraid anymore. It's
1: the it's the Alice in Wonderland ending <laughs> where she tells the Jabberwocky to go away. Lame.
2: Yeah, there's no
0: stakes. There's no like. There's only one big action scene really at the end, and there's a lot of build up.
2: I, th- I don't know how the bear is in comics, but. A giant bear is not that scary, dude. It,
0: I thought the bear looked good, though. It looked like Sinkevich's art, and if you've seen the art, this he's very angular, and there's a lot of energy in his drawing. So it's like a dark. A bear can't be scary. They're so, fucking some huge. Some of the best they're stuff huge. for
2: me, yeah. is like the the when they're seeing their, their like dark dreams, yeah, like the the um, cannonball in the fucking mine, in the mine and sunspot in the pool, With the he burned up his girlfriend, or, or, uh, yeah. Wolf, Wolf, whatever girl with With the the, the branding of the that's like they should have definitely the horror stuff. They just didn't, they didn't go all the way with it. The smiley face never went all the way with any one aspect. No, it was
0: just uh, the smiley face people were so interesting. I wanted to know more, but they also like gave that away in the trailer. So I was expecting that reveal when he takes his mask off. Like, the whole thing is just kind of botched. It was trying too hard to be heartfelt. I thought the Buffy the Vampire Slayer stuff was interesting.
1: The, oh, they had the hardcore Buffy on all the yeah, time. Yeah, they were watching yeah.
0: Buffy all the time, and then they kiss which is like the first same-sex kiss in well, a particular
1: movie. Yeah, they had the first same same-sex kiss on TV. On TV while they had a kiss, so... Yeah, and then that like got them inspired to make out. And then you have the other one where they had the, the episode where, where they uh, the, the silent episode oh. that was like the the scariest Buffy episode. Oh, they were watching that. The, mm. They were watching that one with the uh, <laughs> guys who steal people's voices. So that's like a big uh, episode for Buffy. That's one that really like uh, everybody, I think they got like really recognized for that episode. So uh, they kind of, that was like their big um, horror episode. So this is so like, that's okay, we're, were going to do yeah. this level of horror in this uh, thing as well. I thought
0: so, it should have been more horror. I was expecting totally
1: more horror.
0: Uh There's a bunch of Easter eggs. We've mentioned a bunch of them like Demon Bear Saga, New Mutants 18 to 20, and this is the first few issues Bill Senkevich drew. He actually did the art for the credits, which are kind of cool. Uh In the comics, there is a Lockheed Dragon, but it's an alien, and it worked with Kitty Pride. Uh yeah. Mostly, they hung out. Mr. Sinister was supposed to be the next villain. It was hinted at in Logan, Dr. Cecilia Reyes was working for the Essex Corporation in the movie. Uh, she, uh, she also had a, pen, a pin she was wearing that was an Easter egg. It was the same symbol that Sinister has on his forehead. Uh, the part where Danny sees the kids in the laboratory and the fact that they're being trained to be killers, that is a callback to Weapon X Laboratory and Logan. How does she see that? Because that was Dr. Reyes's fears. Dr. Oh. Reyes worked at the Weapon X and, you know, made these killers and, and and she was training young mutants. And
1: I think I was falling asleep at that time. It's and the same place like they made X-21
0: uh, in Logan. Dr. Cecilia Ray is also from the comics, but she's not a villain. She's a member of the X-Men and the X-Force. But there was a point that she was forced to work for the Weapons X program. And then, of course, Ileana and Limbo. Uh, like you said, Rugs Limbo is a real place, but one that Ileana was called to instead of one she created. In the comics, she was stuck there for seven years and she learned the black magic arts in the limbo. Uh, and then, what you mentioned, Anthony, there was supposed to be a post credit scene with Essex Corporation and apparently John Hamm playing Mr. Sinister. Oh, shit. Right. But Josh Boone cut it because he's like, this makes no sense and everything's dead and it doesn't matter. So it would amount to nothing. This one is hilarious. Co-creator of The New Mutants, Bob McLeod, expressed his disappointment with the film for inaccurately depicting the characters, including whitewashing Roberto, who is a dark-skinned with Afro-Brazilian heritage in the comics. He also... Oh, yeah. He also... Well, but but uh, the guy that cast was the Brazilian He was Brazilian. He, he was Brazilian. Henry Braga. <laughs> But he was—he but he wasn't in the comic skin. books. Yeah. He's like
1: dark skin, they so like, The skin. Enough.
0: He also criticized the film for misspelling his last name. Oh shit!
1: Yeah, how they fuck that,
2: Bob?
0: Up? You all you had to do is look it up. You had one job: get McLeod right.
2: Oh, by the way, yeah. you, you missed one other reshoot that they were going to do a different post-credit scene. What was that one? They were going to have. This one's kind of wild. They were going to have Antonio Banderas show up as Sunspot's what? father. Oh, that's right. I did read that. Yes. Emmanuel de Costa. Yes,
0: as uh, Sunspot's father. Antonio Banderas. Sure.
2: Why not? Does <laughs> why, it? Why cast Antonio Banderas as that guy's father?
0: <laughs> I don't know. You need we someone big else. to be the dad.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me a name. I need you a big name to Antonio be that, that character's dad. Banderas. Nobody important. Yeah, no one cares about that character's dad. <laughs>
0: Nothing matters yeah. because the X Men movies are dead. And let's uh, let's finish up with a ranking and rating. The really sad thing is, guys, the last three entries into this franchise have all been floppy, John, fucking jog. bombs. Wow, what what are the last three? Uh, a, a Dark Phoenix and Apocalypse and oh, this Apocalypse, one, right? Yeah. So no,
2: Deadpool two.
0: Uh, oh, I guess that came out. I guess I'm talking. Yeah, I guess you're right. I'm wrong. Yeah. Right,
1: Deadpool, and then what about uh Isn't uh, whatever. Exactly. Logan in there. Logan came out uh, that w-
0: way before. Before
1: apocalypse.
0: Deadpool two came out twenty eighteen. Logan came out twenty seventeen. Oh, I believe. Let's see. Yes. Anyways, so what, are we, what are we doing, Anthony? Where would you rank this in the thirteen movies? Give it a number. Oh
2: Jesus Christ! A third <laughs> in the. I don't even. know. Well, there's fourteen now. I don't even know what how many movies I don't know what movies are in there anymore. Um, all of them. You know. I mean, it's probably towards the bottom, but. Again, I don't think it's like terrible. I, I thought it was just okay. Um, I found it to be maybe more interesting than Dark Phoenix. Okay, that's what I wanted. I, thought, to know. I found it to be more interesting than Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just again, doesn't they just they didn't have the right glue to put all these things together and didn't emphasize enough things. It's just kind of a movie that you'll watch and then, as Disney intended, they want you to just you will forget, forget about, you it. Will forget about. This. Um, yeah. So. The score, I'm giving it a 5.5, but okay. I actually it's a good 5.5. Like I, I liked s- certain aspects of it. I like that it's just different than anything else you'll see in terms of superhero movies.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, it was ambitious, and again, like you said, uh, horror and superheroes. Why aren't more people doing this? Rugs, rank it, rate it. What do you think this? Okay, falls?
1: I think it rates just. Um, it's I think it's tied with Dark Phoenix for me. Well, oh shit. Okay. I don't think it's worse. I don't think it's better. I just think they're both prob They both have a lot of problems, and they both have a lot of potential. Yeah, it just didn't work out um, either of these films. Um, as a rating, I'm going to give it a five. It's a movie. It's a, you know what everybody involved was doing okay. They're not hitting it out of the park, but they were. It's okay competent. Just, some of the just just the basic bones of the structure of the story and what, and the setting that they put it in just kind of ruined it for me. Okay. So. Six, you said? What'd you say? Six. Five. Oh, five. Oh, you said five.
0: Uh, I'm giving it a six. <laughs> That's my score. But I will say, I do think the fact that it didn't need to shoehorn leftover storylines like Dark Phoenix and Apocalypse did helps the movie uh, make me like it a little bit better than... L- Dark Phoenix and Apocalypse, which are just like those are just it's two messes, and you're like, what the fuck? So uh, that had that had a benefit for this movie is they didn't have to worry about a lot of that, and still put in a lot of Easter eggs. But uh, Anthony, I'm a right with you. There was it's just okay. There was a lot of good little elements, but overall, it's just flat and
1: completely forgettable. So yeah, like, I'll give it a six. Once it hits a five, it's I think it's it's a flip of the coin whether you're going to like it or not. So gotta take a chance on this.
0: I mean, I was (laughs) excited to see new X-Men on the screen and uh, Magic was fucking cool and that's about it. I don't know.
1: All right. Yeah, that's that's a good way to end
0: it. (laughs) There you go. That's where the movie is. Let's do some news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation.
1: It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. I
0: actually have a couple of comments from The Nation about the new Mutants movie. Oh, shit. People checking it out on VOD. Uh, some people had already seen it. Just Rivera said, watched it free the other day. Very glad I didn't pay. After watching Queen's Gambit and seeing how good the female actress was in that and how bad she was in New Mutants, I was like, no way. What? That's the same girl. No way. Uh, yes, I agree. It's Quite a dis- desperate uh, performance. John Campbell says If the guys ever do a what the fuck happened episode on this movie, you can probably just splice together every segment that Imran gave us on the film over the course of what feels like five years. Yes, it's a good idea. I'm not going to do that. That's too much work. <laughs> and finally, Lisa Morrison says I didn't think it was good. I didn't think it was bad. It was just there. I thought the girl who played Danny sucked, which kind of killed it for me. But really, it basically just existed for me. Not bad enough to hate. Not good enough to remember. I I can't. I got to agree with that. Can't argue with that. Sad uh, ending of the X-Men franchise. Marvel, your turn. What are you going to do? And when are you going to do it? Uh, Okay, let's finish with some what are we watching. Anthony, you been watching anything? Mm, A lot of UFC, but that's about
2: it. A lot of dudes bleeding. Swollen faces, yeah, swollen faces. Are you, are you pay
1: per viewing these, or is there a channel that you? Watch uh, on? well,
2: it's on ESPN Plus, and I have a subscription Ugh. to ESPN Plus. There are pay per views. There's one coming up this weekend, which will have passed by the time the show comes out. That I'm probably going to get, even though no one else will get it.
1: <laughs> You'll be the one person. I used to, I used to watch it when it was on, uh, on like uh, Showtime and yeah. stuff. They, they're on ESPN occasionally,
2: there. but not. Yeah. They're mostly on ESPN Plus.
1: I used to watch that show that they had Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, yeah. Now that's not on anymore either.
2: They're gonna—they're bringing it back, but on ESPN Plus.
1: Yeah. Rugs, what are you watching? I'm watching the Queen's game. Oh yeah, so is this good? What do you think? I—I uh, I really like it. It's, fucking it's about good. chess. I mean, yes, I have no idea what the fuck they're doing in chess because I'm the worst chess player. I forgot how to play chess. But, I used to play it. Really? I played
0: it. My yeah. dad. I remember playing it when I was a kid with my dad. And in teens, uh, but you don't really have to know anything about Chess Anthony to enjoy it. It explains everything, and the story of this girl is just very compelling. And she's great re- in it. She's kind of a prodigy. She's kind of a gifted. No, I'm saying the- oh, act-
2: and, and Taylor. Taylor Joy
1: is fucking amazing in it. Yes. Okay. I think her. I mean, it's. I think that the script and the story drive it more than the acting. She's not really doing like super heavy lifting in acting. She's mm. not like. You know the dialogue's whatever. really good and the story but is good. It's just that she embodies this character because she kind of has a weird vibe to yeah. her already. Yep. You know, you saw her and magic. She's been in that. You know, a lot of movies being this kind of weird. She, that, that's her vibe. So she fits this perfect. It's like it's, it's like if she's like a Winona Ryder almost. Like yeah, Winona yeah. Ryder's got like a, a weird vibe. I love yeah, that. Yeah. I always love so, that about Winona. Um,
0: Anthony, if you thought you had questionable thoughts about Anya Taylor Joy before, just wait till you watch this show. Cause you'll be like, yeah, I
2: don't know if I'm gonna pick up a chess show, but <laughs> dude, dude,
1: it's only seven episodes. No, I, I, I it's seven
0: episodes. It sucks. You the in. first episode okay. sucks you in. Just well, I'm telling you, after you watch the first episode, you won't be able, right. able to stop.
2: It's I'll, a, I'll take it's your word cool, for it. I might, I might pick it up.
1: Very well set up. I didn't think I was going to like it, yeah. and I was like, oh, this is cool, but I like shit like that, too. I like, like period pieces. I'd I like see, I don't, I don't things, like things like things the,
0: the Crown. Have you seen The Crown? I thought it was going to be like The Crown or some British royalty. Like, I don't give a fuck about ah. the, the British Royalty. I know maybe the show's I show might watch great. the new
1: Crown, though, with the Lady die I, I,
0: I have no... I know, that's interesting. They're putting her in that. how they deal with her death, but like I have no interest. I know the show's good. I just I can't. I don't care. And I thought, because of the name, word Queen is in there, but it's actually because of a chess move is the Queen's Gambit, so the name but man that fucking show is good uh, so remember I said last week I got a uh, new iPhone and uh, new Apple devices now come with a free year of Apple TV Plus oh shit and at first guys I went there and I was like I, I don't want to watch anything like I couldn't find anything to watch I was a little bit disappointed but I found some fun stuff there is a Beastie Boys documentary on there, directed by Spike Jones. It's very good if you like the Beasties. What it is is they did a stage show with uh, uh, who's Mike D and Ad Rock, and Spike Jones directed this like stage presentation, and they go through their whole career and they tell stories with slides and videos in the background, and you learn a lot, and it's very good.
1: Uh, oh, I want to watch. it Yeah, and of course so they talk
0: about MCA who passed uh, like a while ago. Of cancer and it's very good if you love all the music's in there and some great stories. Uh, be- basically, Rugs I did not know. Like my two favorite albums are Check Your Head, Ill Communication, and they were trying to after they did Fight for Your Right to Party. They were just they were like 15 years old and they opened for fucking Madonna. They had two songs and they became just you know they were just the gag band. They were the joke hip hop band, and that really bugged them. And they're like, we want to be legit musicians, and they do. Check your.
1: But they were. They had a punk band before. They had it, a and punk they band. Made their own yes. instruments. And they
0: they pivoted to hip hop. They met Russell Simmons. The story is great. But
1: check your head. I happen to know. I happen to know something about Imran and Beastie Boys that tie together. Oh really? Oh Imran Javid yeah. once recorded in the same studio that the Beastie Boys recorded parts of Check Your Head. Ill- <laughs> I think it was ill communication. Oh, ill communication. Well, you
2: know what? That's funny. Yeah, in our, in our band. we. Im- Im- Imran also used the same toilet <laughs> that one of the BC boys uh, sat on for a minute, <laughs> passed gas, but couldn't shit. The, the, dude, the cat on the back of the CD
0: in the studio. Did you shit go, in that toilet? Because <laughs> they must have used this toilet I, in that I studio. pet the cat on the picture on the back of the CD in the studio. They, so that part of the documentary, they recorded a lot of that at their home studio. I guess they recorded parts at this one studio where we recorded a demo in like the 90s. Uh, and they had, they're had they like, hey, Beastie Boys are here. I was like, cool. Cool. Geek boner. Neat. The other good show on Apple TV Plus is it's called Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet. Rugs. It's this show. It's half hour comedy with featuring Rob McElhenney from... Always sunny in California, and Danny Pudi from Community, and it's like Silicon Valley, except it's about a game developer. It's about them making this game, Mythic Quest Ravens Banquet, and it's really quite funny. They deal with like creative clashing with marketing. They got to go out and get streamers, and they're like fourteen. There's a fourteen year old kid. His name is Pudi Shoe. Oh, yes. <laughs> he's, the, he's, the, he's the big streamer. That you got to get your game in the hand. It's hands. on HBO. It's no, on Apple on TV Apple. Plus, wow. and it's so like
1: fuck you. Why are you telling me about so it?
0: It's so good. I'll give you my login. You can you can check it out. Uh but it's a, it was a, it was a really good show, like Silicon Valley, but about a video game development. I like cynical. So yeah, yeah, Silicon. And then the last thing I saw, I remember I bagged on the. Di- Jesus Christ, how do you have you have time to watch all? I don't this know. Shit? I just sit around and watch things. There's all these streaming apps. Just, unbelievable. Well, look at this. He's at growing this.
1: the back of his white hair. Yes, okay, at just leave I got nothing
0: but growing my hair in weird places. Nobody knows what that is. No, I remember I was talking shit about the Disney Plus Star Wars Lego holiday special. Well, it came out and I watched it. <laughs> I was like, let me Jesus throw this Christ. on. Were you
1: happy you know that what? you it? It was
0: a lot of fun. It was actually, they jump through all the different movies. They find this thing, they can jump through time. The best gag though, rugs at the end, there's like, they pull people, they do a fucking end game where they, there's multiple Luke Skywalker's like young Luke and old Luke and young and all the different timelines come and there's a big battle. The best gag rugs they have Darth Maul there, but he has no legs. Oh shit! <laughs> it's just the top of him jumping around with the, with. The, I was like, that's funny. And they even go into Mandalorian uh, for a second. You see, baby, uh, it was cute. Whatever. I was actually it was fun. I don't know.
1: Check it out. It's good for the Bay Bay Yoda in Lego form. Yes. Good. Yes. Everybody was like, I hate Lego. I hate Legos too. Movies. And I hate Lego yeah. things. <laughs> I <don't laughs> like Lego. I like Legos. The actual building blocks. I just don't like the figures. I'll tell you what though. Game. This is stupid. This holiday
0: special made more sense than rise of Skywalker. Oh
1: shit. <laughs> well, that's not that hard. Much.
0: No, that's a low bar. It's a little more coherent than that movie. All right. That's it. Any last words,
1: Anthony? No. Rugs, where can the listener <laughs> find you? <laughs> I've been posting a lot. Oh, you lately, have actually. I've been kind mm-hmm. of active because I've been bored so much, good, because of COVID. So uh, you can uh, follow me at Really Rugboy on Twitter.
0: Go start some shit over there with him.
1: Yeah, start some shit. Support me. Be like, yeah, motherfucker. He, he needs white knights. Rugboy needs
0: white knights. Listener, yeah, I need j- someone j- to beat up people yes. that
1: try and make fun of me.
0: <laughs> Swoop in and get them. Visit the show notes for this episode. Jockinator. dot com slash three five six for links to everything. We talked about how to support the show, how to subscribe, all that fun stuff. And, of course, tell a friend, Anthony. Tell your friend, Anthony.
2: Uh, I will. Yeah. I'll tell my friend. <laughs> tell your friend. My one friend.
0: Tell your one friend and then tell that one friend to tell five friends, listener, and, tell, and so on and so forth. And let's build this multi-level marketing jock and nerd scheme with listeners.
1: We'd appreciate it. Thanks. And about a, re- a review on Apple Podcasts. We would love
0: – yeah, opinion? we could use a couple more reviews. You know, to move other reviews down. Hate reviews. It doesn't matter. Just give us
1: some reviews. A rating
0: is a rating. We'll take a ball. We're at 129. Still trying to get to 200. I will take 72 star ratings. No, don't do that. Oh, shit. Make them four star, five star. <laughs> a rating is a rating.
2: Jesus Christ.
0: Links for all of that in the show notes. Thanks for listening, fam, to the Jock and Nerd podcast. My name is Imran. My name is Andy. He's the jock.
2: And he's the nerd. Keep
0: we'll you next time. <laughs>
1: I need you all to come fight my battles. <laughs> Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Manifest.
2: My balls are hot. Well, then get your hand on my penis. talking nerd!